Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Work sucks. Am I right, Jay? Yeah, Kay, it does. But luckily, the Fuck My Work Life podcast is here to help you through. In this comedy podcast, we share memorable workplace stories through guests and listener submissions in the hopes of brightening your day, or at least leave you thinking, maybe you don't have it so bad after all. Listen to Fuck My Work Life on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on all the socials at FMWLPod. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptic Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, take a dive into the unknown. I'm your host, Dave, and today I am joined by Nicholas Einsman. I am not joined by Luke today. Luke is actually, he's currently being a pinball wizard at a uh, a pinball tournament because apparently he's pro now or something. But yeah, I'm joined by Nicholas Einsman. He, <laughs> what'd you think of the new intro music, bud? What in the Tim Burton was that? <laughs> What was that? You know what it felt like? It felt like I was playing Sonic Adventure Battle 2. Yeah. And I was in the evil Chow part of the Chow Garden. It's it's Halloween. Put it back. It's Halloween. (laughs) We're having fun here. It's it's quality content, which before we were recording, I said to you, if Cryptic Cocktail is about anything at all, it is quality. It's quality content. It's quality content. It's quality content. It, it's wholesome content. It's that was a fun intro. No, you didn't. No, it, listen. It's it's your it's your podcast. It's your pig. It's your farm. Hey man, any anytime you can get a jaunty tune with a theremin over it, fucking sign me up, bud. I'm all about it. You know, Christmas is coming up. Yeah, and you might get a theremin, oh, dude. If I got a theremin, dude. <laughs> I'd get divorced off the, the the amount of annoyance that my wife would have to deal with if I had a theremin. No, what it would hap- what would happen is if I specifically bought you, Dave Prescott, a theremin, it would end up in my house because you would use it for a week, Allie would kill you, and she would drop it off by herself. Yeah, probably. She So she, then I would own a theremin. Yeah, it would which get, means you'd come over more. It would get donated real quick. And yeah, I don't know, do theremins I, the one and only time I ever played a theremin was with my buddy Jan. We were I was I was doing merch for his band and we were on tour and we were in Seattle and we went to some like I don't know, it was like a like a music museum or something like that. And they had just a room where you could play instruments and me and him fucked around with the theremin for probably a good two and a half hours. I still have no idea how to play it. I don't even know if you can yeah. like it's wild, but it's a fun instrument. It's a fun doodad. A little yeah, a little little doodad. A little uh, little dude. Yeah, but anyways, how you doing, bud? You looking good? I'm feeling good, Dave. You know, I'm uh, the YouTube channel's coming back. We just got a whole new camera set up, which I'm very excited about. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Felt, filmed a good amount last night, but I'm excited for this week's episode. So what is this? It's like a, it's like a prank show, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it, it's it's a prank show about uh, luxury watches. It's, it's a super fun time. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit well i'm glad you're joining us today um i i when i started the jersey devil series you came to mind first 
about doing it. And because you spent a lot of time in the Pine Barrens. And I'll be there next weekend. Yeah. Actually. So I feel like yeah. this is right up your alley. You know, you probably know more about the Jersey Devil than either Luke or I do. Like a lot of the stuff that I'm learning while researching it, I'm learning for the first time. You look like you got something real important to say. You, well, I mean, like, you know, this is an audio oh, platform. Yeah. No one can see what you're doing. Listen, I'm a few glasses of this delicious sheep dip. Sheep, <clears throat> sheep dip. That's blended malted scotch. First of all, sheep dip sounds disgusting. And it's inc- actually, you've had it before, and I, you liked it. Did I? Christmas. I'm not a scotch guy. Yeah, maybe. I was probably already hammered, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Christmas Eve at Nick Einstein's house is always a, a ridiculous time. Oh, that was that was, um, that was the one with Pop, Papa Einstein. Papa Einstein yeah, my right? dad was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we Your house smelled uh, like fish for so long. Because I cooked a lot of fish. Oh, so gross. Anyways, but yeah, so Jersey Devil, fish. you know, you probably know more about it than, than anyone I know. Yeah, so the Pine Barrens in general are a super bizarre place right um i mean there's just there's so many different cryptids that are running around and like different like you know ghost tales that are being thrown out but obviously the most notorious is the Leeds devil aka you know good old jersey devil yeah um yeah yeah because we went over some like i guess like uh the ghost of captain kid is said to haunt the woods there's Mm -hmm. like the the devil dog or the hellhound that's in there and then i read something about like a blue hole it's just a blue yeah, hole. Yeah, so the, the blue hole is interesting. Um, there are, uh, I know of like some people that have seen the blue, like quote unquote, seen the blue hole. I mean, it's a real just place, like, right? Isn't it? Isn't yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a legitimate, it's a, what it is, it's just a sinkhole. It's a sinkhole that turned into like a swimming hole. Yeah. Um, but I feel like because I've become friends with the pine rats, as they call themselves. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is not, I'm not even making this up. I, no, I, I 100% believe you. Uh, everyone has like some form of Jersey Devil story or something weird that has happened to them in the pines. Yeah. Well, good thing you brought that up because this episode, last episode, we went over like the different origin stories of the Jersey Devil. And for anyone listening who's jumping in to episode two and didn't bother with the origin stories, here's kind of like a brief, <laughs> a brief rundown of what it is. So, Mother Leads cursed an innocent baby. Innocent baby turns into a nightmarish homunculus. Nightmare homunculus murders everyone and then fucks off up the chimney into the woods. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's the most uh, believed or most uh, accepted story. Yeah, we, we did cover some of the other origin stories, but they were kind of like unimaginative. They were, they were just basically the same story with like a few minor details changed. Like, like a little inst- twists and turns. Yeah. Like instead of being birthed and then turning into the devil. There was one where she just gave straight up birth to like a five foot tall Jersey devil. There was one where instead of like it escaping immediately into the woods, she kind of held like kept it inside away from everyone for a few years. And then it went insane and killed her and then fucked off into the woods. There was one story that, that I did like, and it was the, um, the one where they said that, uh, Mother Leeds was just like a woman who lived in Leeds County, Jersey or something like right. that. And she fell in love with a British soldier. And since it was since this was like around the time of like the Revolutionary War, they they did the whole town just put a curse on her. <laughs> and when they gave birth, they gave birth to the, the devil. So that one is cool. And then the last one we covered, I think, was uh, Mother Leeds was a witch and just said that she straight up fucked the devil and gave birth to the Jersey devil, which is pretty fucking metal, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, it, it fits that part of Jersey, to yeah. say the least. Plus, There's not a lot going on out there. 
No, and I bet the devil is a very genuine, genuine, like generous lover. I mean, listen, you're you're coming out and right off the bat, you're in the Pine Barrens, which is actually the nation's capital of blueberries. So he's probably feeding Mama Leeds blueberries as he's, you know, yeah, flicking her blueberry. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think you think about it. the devil's like the king of like. Uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Like hedonism and like all like yeah, like, he's like the king of like lust and seduction. Yeah, dude, I bet he you know. fucks like a pro, dude. Well, yeah, he's got all the blueberries around him too, so he's you know he's whining and dining people. <laughs> Blueberry wine, Blueberry wine. All right, so uh, more scotch. So like I said in this episode, I thought we would uh <laughs> we'd go over some of the the more famous sightings of the Jersey Devil, and then you can if you have any you want to add in like after or in but just something you know, but. Uh, we're going to go over the ones that have happened over the years with one involving the relative of a very important historical figure. Um, ah, yep. yeah. so one thing I found when trying to research like cryptid sighting stories is that, and not just with this one, but like any cryptid in general is that if, if anything happened, if any occurrences happened after 1970, they're the most boring fucking mundane stories I've ever heard in my entire life. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I saw the chupacabra out here in Topeka, Kansas. He was uh, rummaging through my bins. So I said, go on, get, and then it just left. And that's like 80% of all cryptid sightings post-1970. So I'm not right. going to cover any of those because they're fucking boring. But their boringness does kind of, like, some of them does lend credence to the story just because of how boring they are. Like, who would make that up? <laughs> like, who's... Yeah, it's like, who's saying that the Jersey Devil is, you know cutting someone's lawn you know like they stole someone's john deere and they're you know yeah cleaning out the backyard i mean we've all seen that happen though so it is what it is <laughs> i mean i live in equally one of the worst neighborhoods in philadelphia and i see that shit all the time <laughs> the jersey devil just riding <laughs> oh yeah riding lawnmowers through just takes my john my imaginary john deere out of my backyard you're, you're cruising you're, down your eight by eight backyard <laughs> just got a riding exactly. lawnmower <laughs> My, my my neighbors hate me. So, so with that, uh, you wanna you you ready to dive into some sightings? Always. You probably know, because I I really only have two sighting stories, but one of them occurs through like it's like a bunch of occurrences that happen throughout a span of a week. So really, right. I only have two stories. Not, but anyway, so. As we covered in episode one, the Jersey Devil was birthed into existence in 1735 before killing his family and then escaping into the Jersey Pine Barrens. So the devil has been seen sporadically throughout the 18th and 19th century with town folks and out-of-towners alike claiming to have caught a glimpse of the winged beast. People also claim to hear haunting whales coming from the pines, uh, as well as reports of livestock and even some family pets being slaughtered by, by an unknown entity that some would say was the Jersey devil. So in one week in 1909, January 16th through the 23rd to be exact. If you're, if you're a big dates person, uh, you know, I am a pretty big dates guy. Uh, something changed and the Jersey devil was pretty much out in full force. Uh, started out small reports of cloven tracks in the snow started coming in from all over the Delaware Valley. And the tracks weren't just seen like walking across the ground. Uh, they were seen going over and under fences, through yards and roads, and even across rooftops. And these reports reports weren't just, like, isolated to the rural areas. Uh, reports were coming in from larger cities like Camden, Philadelphia, that kind of stuff. So it really branched out from where it originally says that his, like, 
home is, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, I think to, to really quickly stop you right there, people don't un, like don't grasp how big the Pine Barrens are. Like the Pine Barrens go from kind of like North Jersey down to past Philly, which is very, if you were to look at it in a map of Jersey, yeah. South Jersey, like it is huge. So he just kind of does whatever. He's, he's got rambling. He's, he's got free reign, man. You can do whatever he wants, and I'm not going to stop big, him. Those big old wings, they don't, they stop for nothing. Cash, grass, or ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. No. Of course, this being the very early 1900s, people were obviously panicked that an actual devil baby was free from the confines of the barrens and just roaming the city streets all willy nilly. So, mm-hmm. us Americans, we do what we do best when there's something going on that questions our worldview. Nick, can you guess what that is? Oh, I'm assuming they joined a mob. They formed armed posses yeah. to try and hunt down the Jersey <laughs> Devil and pump that bastard full of lead. Good, cold, hard and, American steel. I mean, what better way to do it than fill it up with Pennsylvania steel? You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, and just to like illustrate to you, Nick, how widespread and real this panic was in lower New Jersey and Philadelphia... Schools had to close early due to poor attendance or just straight up shut down. And yeah, because people were leaving. They were like pulling their kids out to go 45 minutes east into the pines. No, they were they were trying to stay inside and hunker down so that way the Jersey really? Devil wouldn't eat them. Yeah. Lumber mills in the pines were forced to close because workers refused to travel through the woods just to go to work. They were really afraid of the Jersey Devil, which is wild. <laughs> Pine Barrens, no joke. The Pine Barrens is no joke. Now, so the devil was then spotted in Camden, New Jersey, and then again in Bristol, Pennsylvania, where I work, where you used to work. Yeah, and in both cases, the police were dispatched and immediately just started unloading clips at this thing. Just fucking. Do we know where in Bristol? I don't know. It didn't say. It just said Bristol. Oh, man. But Bristol's not that big. No, it's so, probably like the main street. It's probably right on that bridge or right on that uh, that overlook looking into the water oh into yeah. over the river. It's probably right around there. Now, yeah. uh, a few days later, it was spotted in Hayden Heights. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Hayden, Haddon, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Heights. Where it attracted a trolley car full of people before taking off. Then it reappeared in West Collingswood on someone's roof and firefighters came and tried to blast it off the roof with their hoses. <laughs> That is the most, so funnily enough, that's where I was most of today. It was in Collingswood. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been over there, but it is a, a small New Jerseyan town that is trapped in the 1950s. And that is the most Collingswood thing I've ever heard. It's just, it's just like, there's something on my roof with the devil. They have a, they have an ice cream like parlor yeah. and, like slash diner called the pop shop. And it looks like it has 1950s systematic racism in it. Yeah, but at the same time, that sounds like a fucking vibe, and I want to go. Oh, I'm down to go that's anytime. Not, that sounds I had a BLT there this morning. It was incredible. Ooh, a BLT this morning. Yeah. Well, it was like 11 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, I guess BLT, technically that's just toast with bacon. That's breakfast. Yeah, there's tomato on it. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's a, it's a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> no. Uh, so the devil obviously uh, didn't like being attacked by a fire hose, so it... Swoop! It swooped, swooped, swooped. It swooped down and attacked the firefighters before just getting out of there. Uh, then the final incident that I could find during this devil's week-long rampage uh, again occurred in Camden when an older woman went outside to see the Jersey Devil trying to eat her dog. 
listen, you can only feed on pine rats for <laughs> for so long. Yeah, good. Um, a good variety to, is you know to quickly hop back, hop back. Uh, to your to your trolley story. Mm. Um, I've actually read a few different accounts where that trolley was attacked it, by it, the Jersey Devil. It said it was attacked by, and then there was a second trolley that I read was near there too, and either yeah. witnessed it or it got t- attacked also. Which is insane. Like you really don't hear outside of you know Sasquatch or Sasquatch throwing rocks at people. Yeah, like these big notable cryptids really attack, like taking the offense outside of Mothman. But I think he was uh, genuinely just trying to warn people. Yeah, but also to attack a group, like not even like an individual, but to like attack a trolley car full of people. That's fucking wild, dude. Jersey gives no fucks. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. Um, um yeah, it, it it's interesting because that week there was so much going on. There was so many different uh news outlets covering it, right? Yeah, there it was, wasn't there was... even just like a a New Jersey and Philly thing, like it was going all the way up to New York. Uh I don't know if you guys touched on like the fact that Ben Franklin was like fighting uh one of the lead sons. <laughs> For like a month and a half about that. No, we uh, did not cover anything about yeah, Ben Franklin. Yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, the historical like Ben Franklin probably just wanted to Jersey. fuck it. Let's be real. I mean, Ben Franklin probably did fuck it. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so that's the that's the story of the Devil's Rampage that happened in 1909 through that one week in in January. And like you said, there there is a lot there there are more like sightings and stuff happening, but these were the most like <laughs> notable ones that like people yeah. actually were either attacked or they attacked it or <laughs> police were involved. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, it's, you were- it's a whole thing. And and I think the cool thing for us too, is like, obviously it's no secret. Dave and I live, both live in Philly about three blocks away from each other. It's, yeah. it's very nice. It's very nice. Um, But like the Philadelphia zoo threw like a bounty on this thing. Oh yeah. And there was, I don't remember it was either like five grand or like 10 grand, but like back in the 1900s, that's your family's, your entire family is set for life. Oh yeah. But the, but then also there was that, um, like that fucking penny museum or whatever that yeah, claimed to have like a, a, the real Jersey devil just locked yeah, up. Yeah. It was like a, a five and dime museum. I wanted to, I think it was on arch street. Um, and they like, I don't remember if he got a kangaroo or he got something and he like painted it and then put like fake <laughs> wings on it. And he had some like, kid typical south philly kid just like prodding this thing to get it to like move and shit dude freak um, shows were so fucking wild back then they try getting philly away with that general. now dude like fucking <laughs> <laughs> the shit storm that would go on with oh like, yeah diff- different groups would just be it, it wouldn't last uh but this next- would be a, a freak show now would be what unites everybody that's true you let your freak flag in defense. I let your freak flag offense fly. Yeah. I dude, I can't say that. Uh but but I'm glad you brought up Ben Franklin. You wanna know why? Oh, I'm assuming you're gonna bring up another historical figure that is tied. Kinda to the Jersey Devil. So, He's softly tied. So the next story that I have for you comes from royalty. Can you get mm. do you do you know do you know the story? I do know who you're talking about. Joseph Bonaparte, brother of Napoleon Bonaparte, and once the proud king of Spain before being forced to abdicate his throne in 1813 because he did a piss-poor job of defending Spain from England during the Peninsular Wars, was forced into exile. I mean, listen, the Bonapartes just shouldn't have been, shouldn't have been leaders. <laughs> Never. Not I'm once. no historian, but, you know. 
So, so in his exile, he settled in on 800, 800 acres of land in Bordentown, New Jersey, located right in the middle of New York and Philadelphia. Now, he chose this spot because at the time, uh, New York and Philadelphia were the two biggest seaports, and he was able to keep up to date with the latest goings on in Spain and France. Uh, now, homeboy, even though he was no longer a king, doesn't mean he didn't ball out of control like one, Nick, okay? Of course he did. He built a massive mansion with landscaping, fountains, parkland, the whole nine yards. He even hosted parties there with like the likes of John Adams and Daniel Webster. Homeboy partied with the fucking dictionary guy. That's kind of aw- awesome. And Sam Adams' brother, so you know that beer was good. It is, Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. What does John Adams got to He didn't do any of that shit. No, no but he probably, he probably got the friends and family discount. <laughs> no, none of this is relevant to the story. I just needed to pad some of the story with a little bit of like words. So I, so I added all that in. <laughs> but this is a little history lesson. And I thought that'd be good for everyone listening. So that way they could say they actually like learned something real on the show that wasn't about well, the, a, a the folklore cool monster. That, yeah. I mean, the, the cool part about that is like Joseph Bargard was like a very revered hunter. Right. Like people knew him as like the like if Napoleon didn't get France, mm. you know, the the idea was that Joseph was just going to take over and it, we would have the course of history would have changed. But obviously yeah. Napoleon got France. But <clears throat> Joseph was like a very avid hunter. Uh, and the story goes that he was like hunting and he heard something, homie. And then he went on like a don't, week. Don't get ahead of yourself, bro. I'm telling the story oh, now. I'm sorry. I wasn't sure you said that you were just trying to give a spice lesson, a little, little spice of history lesson. So Joseph Bonaparte was hunting alone on a snowy afternoon deep in the woods. <laughs> As he's trekking his way through the forest, uh, he comes across some odd looking tracks. Joseph described the tracks as looking like a two footed donkey with one foot being slightly larger than the other. So he followed the tracks for some time before they just like abruptly stopped in the snow as if whatever he was hunting just either flew away or simply vanished. Now, as ex-King Bonaparte sat and stared at the tracks trying to figure out what kind of animal they could possibly be from, he heard a strange hissing noise coming from right behind him. Joseph slowly turned around and found himself face to face with a very large, very horse-faced wing creature. Uh, Joseph froze in place due to what I can only assume is what I am calling load-bearing terror. Uh, that's what you call it when you're so afraid that you just shit your pants. So, I, I, like I mean, it. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the dude, the two just kind of sat there staring at each other for a bit. Neither one of them moving. In my head, they're doing that thing where they're really close face to face, and they both keep kind of like glancing down at each other's lips. As if they're going to kiss. As if they're going to start making out. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what happened. The creature hissed at him one last time, flapped its wings, and then just took off into the woods. I uh, have a feeling he, he clapped them jersey cheeks. <laughs> Probably. Uh, upon returning later that evening, uh, Joseph recounted the story to a friend who informed them that he just came like face-to-face with the Jersey Devil. Uh, Bonaparte loved the story of the Jersey Devil and his origin story so much that he, like, like you said, he made it a point to try and track it down every single time he went out hunting. Uh, Sadly, he never did see it again, and things in Europe around this time started to settle down, so he returned to be with his wife in Italy. But he he never forgot the devil. I'm sure the devil forgot him, though, because Bonaparte really didn't do much to impress him. I mean... It was also the devil. I mean, he had other things to do. Yeah, and I don't know if, like, Joseph was so afraid or, like, what, but dude was hunting he had a gun why didn't he try and fucking shoot it 
I'm sure he did. I mean, I think the problem is that, like the same thing that we deal with with every cryptid story, right? Someone shoots it and misses. True, or it just doesn't affect them at all. Right. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, those are those are a couple of the couple sighting stories of the Jersey Devil, and that's all I got. I didn't <laughs> don't have much more than that. Where are you at, Nick? What are you thinking? I mean, listen, like I know plenty of people who were born and raised in the pines and, you know, I would say at least five out of 10 or five out of eight have a Jersey devil story. That's a, that's a pretty big ratio, right? Like, so there's something going on out there. I mean, I haven't seen the, you know, the old, the old JD. I (laughs) wish that I've seen the JD, but like I've had weird stuff happen with my brother while we were camping out there a few times. Um, so, you know, do I want to believe? Absolutely. But like something, something regardless is going on out there. I don't know if I believe in the Jersey devil specifically. Do I believe that there's probably shit in the pines that like is fucking around and fucking shit up? Yeah, I do. Oh, big time. Uh, big time. Cause Luke had a good story on our last episode about how he was camping and then he kept hearing some, someone walking around his tent, but he couldn't see anyone. Yeah. And then when he went outside, he saw like there was footprints circling his tent, but they were bigger than his. He couldn't see anything when you like, you know what I mean? Like, so there is something there. I don't know if I believe in the Jersey devil though. It's, so it's, Jordan a, it's a bit and much. I, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing too, is like these stories at this point are, you know, some of them are just under 200 years old. Right? Yeah. And back then people, you know, were known for uh, embellishing, especially since back then a lot of the stories were word to like word of mouth and word then it would, get, it would yeah. get just embellished over time and time and time before it was actually ever eventually written down. Yeah. And, and I think right now what we're dealing with is there's so many generations of stories, right? Like yeah. my friend John like grew up in the Pine Barrens and he's, he's a pretty straight shooter, right? He's not like, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. He just does his own thing. Works for SEPTA. Uh, so, you know, if the city of Philadelphia trusts him to drive, you know, a bus. Yeah, they trust anyone to do that, though. <laughs> true, but he hasn't crashed one. Yeah, that's fair. To my All knowledge. Right. That's valid. To my knowledge. Um, but, like, he has a pretty wild story that, like, him and his friends were, like, out camping and, like, something, like, crashed into their tent and they couldn't get out quick enough to see what it was. And they just ran off, right? And there was no deer tracks. There was no bear tracks, like nothing along those lines. <clears throat> and then Jordan and I were camping last April. Uh, and it wasn't so much like we didn't think it was the Jersey Devil, but there was some weird shit going on. Like yeah. we kept hearing things all throughout the woods. Like I camp out there all the time. Like I, I have a pretty good idea of what deer sounds like. What, yeah. like, you know, you know, you know what the like. wilderness is in your immediate yeah, area like should sound it's, like it's 45 minutes, you know, door to camp. <clears throat> uh, and we just kept hearing like weird stuff and like trees were getting slammed all over. And then the next morning we like, we're seeing all these weird lights. Not that it was like an alien light, but there's like weird shit going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that is, it is also Philly early. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's swamp gas. Oh, it's swamp. I mean, <laughs> we were right on a swamp. <laughs> all of it's swamp. It, oh, you, it's all swamp. Any gas. weird thing you saw swamp gas, but clearly Shit. but i mean there's something going on in the pines it, it's such a large area that they're you know for yeah. miles you're really not seeing anybody yeah it is it is a big enough area where like it could sustain something but it, it there has also have to be a breeding population i mean the jersey devil technically is like what sort of a like, demon it's like par- yeah it's paranormal or whatever you want to call it so i guess you don't need that but at the same time like come on man <laughs> 
get out of town. I get it. I get it. I mean, listen, I think that this area of the nation is so old. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying that it's going to take more for me to believe. And I believe in a lot of weird fucking shit, man. (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, listen, I I still think that we, you know, you and I go out there with one of my portable recorders and we just record an episode. And as a bonus, just sitting out in the pines, drinking some Miller lattes. Also, I don't know if you can hear this right now, but you live semi close to me. Do you know about the uh, the makeshift parades that go on with the Can Ams? Oh yeah, there's one going on by my house right now, and I can hear it. My door is shut. The mattress is in front of the door, and it's it's still loud. This morning we went to Urban Jungle. That like uh, uh, place in South Philly. Yeah, we went there this morning and. We fucking, as we were parking, we went to go turn down a street. There's just a just a parade, and I don't know if it was like a Polish thing or what, but it's like just like polka and brass music. It, uh, actually, oh, it's Oktoberfest. It no, I don't. But this sounded like fucking like it almost sounded more like a um, like those uh, New Orleans like funeral type things. It was kind of like that. I don't know. Anyways, Nick. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before we... Uh... I mean, if you want to hear about someone nerd that on watches, go follow us on YouTube at Unlimited Time LLC or follow me on Instagram at neovintage.nick and I'll teach you about some watches. Hell yeah, bud. So yeah, go follow whatever he just said on YouTube and Instagram. <laughs> uh, and if you're feeling... Time waits for no man. If you're, and if you're feeling wily, you can follow us on Instagram at Cryptic Cocktail. Follow us on Twitter at Cryptic Cocktail. TikTok is Cryptic Cocktail Party. And then one more thing, since it's spooky, weird October month, uh, we're gonna be I'm gonna be trying to put out uh, little midweek episodes about things that are less cryptid related and more witchy, spooky ghosts kind of things like that, or maybe just even more folkloric stuff, kind of like this episode. You know, just just fun little stuff. So keep an ear out for that. But uh, but yeah, Nick, you want to say bye to everyone? Well, Dave, thanks again for having me on the show, and we'll uh, we'll have to meet up in person, and I don't know, have a beer. Yeah, we'll do that, bud. Fantastic. Bye. Bye.